This is the Scoop for Friday. Good morning. I'm Josh Holton with the WMNF News Headlines. Last Friday, a black man was brutally beaten by officers with the Jacksonville Sheriff's Office. WMNF's Chris Young reports the family of Lakeen Woods joined his attorneys for a news conference this week. Officers repeatedly punched, elbowed, and kneed Woods, who appeared to resist arrest even after being zapped with a stun gun and pinned to the ground. Woods' mugshot shows him with both eyes swollen shut. On Monday, Jacksonville Sheriff T.K. Waters said his officers were justified. Force looks ugly, as I stated before, because all force is ugly, not because the detectives engaged in misconduct. And based on the currently available information, the agency believes that the involved detectives acted appropriately with respect to the law and JSO policy. At a press conference in front of the sheriff's office on Tuesday, Woods' attorney, Marwan Porter, fired back. That's what it is. A UFC ground and pound beatdown by by trained professionals, allegedly, um, and, and maybe we, that's why we're here. We need to call into question because what, what the sheriff said was their conduct was in line with JSO policies and procedures. No. Oh, no. The family is seeking for the Department of Justice to investigate the arrest. For WMNF News, I'm Chris Young. The Tampa Bay Times reports Governor Ron DeSantis campaigned in downtown Tampa yesterday to receive the endorsement of 60 Florida sheriffs, including most of the sheriffs from around the Tampa Bay area. DeSantis criticized former president and current presidential primary competitor Donald Trump on immigration, criticizing recent comments made by Trump, who claimed that Mexico didn't pay for a border wall because there was, quote, no legal mechanism. DeSantis responded, quote, That's not what was said at those rallies in 2016. I was there for those rallies. He added, it's also not true. You actually can get Mexico to pay for the wall, unquote. The latest poll of Hispanic community college students finds more than half have considered quitting school in the last year. Tramel Gomes reports. In the Lumina Foundation Gallup poll, one in four Hispanic students said they often experience discrimination in post-high school programs. In Florida, Hispanic students outperform their white, non-Hispanic counterparts by 10 percentage points in graduation rates at two-year institutions. But their graduation rate at four-year schools is eight percentage points lower than their white peers. Gallup education researcher Zach Ranowski notes nationally the gap in degree completion between Latino and white students has increased even among their peers, uh, is is particularly high. So 43% of black students have considered stopping out in the last six months, 36% of white students, and 30% of Asian students. So while this is a challenge for all students across the board, it does appear to be a unique challenge for Hispanic students. In the poll, respondents reported feelings of wanting to leave in all college programs, but they were highest in industrial certification programs, which are often taught outside higher ed classrooms. The poll also reveals other factors that can lead to dropping out. Hispanic students are more likely to be responsible for taking care of family members. Others cite affordability. Courtney Brown with Lumina Foundation says campuses need to tune in to these sensitive issues as well as addressing discrimination and harassment. They need to work on those policies. They need to make sure they can educate all their faculty and staff on discrimination. They need to establish process for probably resolving discrimination issues and make sure that they have an anti-retaliation program so that students feel safe in even reporting the harassment. The National Center for Education Statistics finds college enrollment grew between 
between 2000 and 2020, but has declined in recent years, which some attribute to the COVID-19 pandemic. This is Tremel Gomes for Florida News Connection. October is Domestic Violence Awareness Month, and in Florida, shelters for survivors have rarely been so full. As Margie Menzel reports, that leaves many victims with little choice but to stay with their abusers. The problem is driven by the ongoing housing crisis and compounded by Hurricane Idalia. It's especially concerning in Taylor County, where the storm landed and which is now facing major job loss as the local paper mill prepares to close. Emily Mitchum is executive director of Refuge House, which serves counties in the Big Bend. There is just a lot of particularly women in our community who either are experiencing domestic violence or at high risk of domestic violence. And the housing crisis has greatly impacted uh, their ability to get away from abusers. Even if the victims get away, Mitchum says, the lack of stable housing options can put them at risk yet again, especially if they have children. For WFSU News, I'm Margie Menzel. New state guidelines to protect endangered beach nesting birds will not take effect until this time next year. Originally, those guidelines applauded by bird advocates were slated to start last month, but the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission delayed their effective vote. WMFE's Molly Durig has the story. Last summer, the FWC approved guidelines to protect four species of threatened beach nesting birds from human disturbance. But at a meeting this week, the agency delayed those guidelines following last year's severe storm season that drastically changed the state's coastline, creating new areas of nesting habitat. Ann Paul is president of the Florida Ornithological Society, which promotes bird education. Inadvertently, a visit of a single day can wipe out a whole bird colony where the birds are nesting in a cluster in what they had thought was a safe place. So it really is a a downward spiral for these species. Paul says threatened beach nesting birds don't have any other place to nest apart from the shoreline and need all the protection they can get, especially as we see more and more human activity on Florida beaches. In Orlando, I'm Molly Durig. According to a press release, last night officers with the Polk County Sheriff's Office and Auburndale Police Department were both involved in a shooting where police shot and killed a man suspected of armed vehicle theft. Auburndale officers were dispatched around 11 o'clock p.m. to a reported stolen Kia from a Circle K at Berkeley Road in U.S. 92. Shortly after that, a two-vehicle crash was reported nearby. Police responded to the scene and said the suspect charged at the sergeant and punched him. And after that, the sergeant used a taser. They said he also fought off their canine units and officers with a knife. And four officers from both agencies then fired on the suspect. More details coming as the investigation continues. I'm Josh Holton with the WMNF News Headlines on 88.5 FM and the WMNF app. This is The Scoop, recorded at WMNF Tampa. 